Welcome to a special episode of Mac Chat. My name is Molly Bushman with McDonnell Area Catholic Schools. This episode is brought to us by our sponsor, Cobblestone Hotel and Suites. I'm here today with some very special guests from Catholic Charities and our student ambassador program here at McDonnell Central Catholic High School. So today we're welcoming Melissa Bovey. Hi, Melissa. Hello, Molly. Lydia Deering. Hi, Lydia. Hello. Is it true that you learned how to make pierogies yesterday? That is a fact. Okay, great. Um, and this is probably not the primary topic, but I'd really like to come back to it later if we have time. And Paige Smiskey. Hi, Paige. Hi, Molly. All right, thank you ladies so much for being here today. Um, October is pro-life month. So we thought it would be a perfect time to address this topic and just the wonderful work you ladies are all doing in this area. I will hopefully let you talk as much as possible um, about everything that you're working on. So why don't we just start with a general introduction? Um, why don't we start with you, Melissa? Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. I am Melissa Bovey. I graduated from McDonald Area Catholic Schools a long time ago. I won't tell you when. Um, I had two daughters who graduated from McDonald as well. Um, and they now are graduating from college, so that's exciting. Um, I have been with Catholic Charities for 19 years as a director of family services, um, which encompasses our adoption um, program as well as our Wisconsin Adoption and Permanency Support Program and pregnancy support. Wonderful. 19 years. That's amazing. When you have your 20-year anniversary, you have to invite us, okay? I will. Awesome. And I, I understand you also enjoy Max Sports? I do. Um, actually putting a basket together for Spirit of the Max for October 2nd. I was involved with the Booster Club with uh, McDonnell Area Catholic Schools. Well, the girls were in... Um, school I think it was for like six years I was on the booster board um yeah that, it's fun that's awesome yeah I guess we'll put a little plug October 2nd Spirit, the of, the Spirit Max. of the Max <laughs> it's a fun time it is a fun time <laughs> um okay then moving on to Lydia Deering Lydia can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and I understand you're a colleague of Melissa's yeah absolutely so Melissa's actually my boss <laughs> um I have been working for Catholic Charities for a little over a year now, and I wear a couple of different hats, not as many as Melissa does, uh, but I work for our adoption program, pregnancy support program, and for uh, the Wisconsin Adoption and Permanency Support Program, which is a program through DCF, the Department of Children and Families that Catholic Charities holds. So I've been working with Catholic Charities for, like I said, a little over a year. And prior to that, I was a behavioral health social worker. So a little bit of experience in all sorts of places. Wonderful. And before I move on to Paige, let me ask you both. Um, you know, sometimes we get students listening or sometimes people wonder, wow, how do, what kind of education do I need to have to see these awesome jobs like Melissa and Lydia? So can you tell us a little bit about where you went to school, what your degree is in, Melissa? Um, well, I, my undergrad and graduate degree are from UW, so um, my master's degree is in counseling. Um, I discovered that I really, counseling was not my calling, so I got licensed as a social worker. Um, so I am, I am an advanced practice social worker, um, and it's been a lot of fun you really feel like you make an impact on people's lives. I'm sure you are. Uh, and then I guess for you, Lydia, I, 
where did you get your education? What is your degree? Yeah, so I have a bachelor's in social work, and I received it from the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire. And I pursued social work because, actually, my mom is a social worker, and that's kind of the, the way that I was introduced to it. And I never thought I could do what she does. She's a hospice social worker. Um, but I happen to know, uh, both from her and from now being in the field, that social work has a lot of variety to it, uh, which is one of the things that I love the most about it. And it looks like you also had some uh, work experience at Sacred Heart Hospital. Yep, that's I was a behavioral health social worker there previously. I'm sure that helps out with what you're working on now as well. Then. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Um, and and you're also, you lived in Poland when you were young. Is I that did. true? I did. That is true. Um, so my heritage is Polish, but our family moved to Poland for a year while my parents took over a missionary's church there for the time that they came back to the States for some reprieve. So definitely an experience that was uh, life-changing. Very cool. I just learned something new about you. Yeah, there you go. There you go. See, I told you. Now you two can just <laughs> talk the rest of the episode. Oh, I suppose we better say hi to Paige again. Hi, Paige. <laughs> hi, Paige. Hi. <laughs> um, so, Paige, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I understand you're currently a senior here at McDonald High School. I am in my senior year of high school. Um, I have been in the Chippewa area since... I was born. Um, I went to St. Peter's in Tilden for grade school, and that's where um, my family goes to church, and that's where I started just really being, um, taking a deeper dive into my faith, and it's brought me to high school here and being a part of the student ambassadors and the work we do um, for the community and just taking that faith along with me. Awesome. And um, we had a previous episode, if, if our listeners haven't heard our one of our first episodes, what went into a deep dive of the full scope of parent ambas- or the student ambassador program with Mary Jacobson, the coordinator, and then Ann David, who had graduated last year. So um, our listeners should be familiar with the ambassador program. I think it's going on 15 years here at Max, and we're definitely very proud of how the program helps our students connect their faith to service. Mm-hmm. So it's awesome, Paige, that you're so invested in that. Um, Today we'll be talking about some of the ways that student ambassadors promote a pro-life vision um, among our students. So I'll be interested to hear more about that. I got to ask you, because everyone else is asking you, what are your future plans, Paige? You're a senior. Where are you headed? What are you going to do? I got accepted at the University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota, Um, I plan to major in biomechanics and then hopefully get my doctorate in physical therapy. Wonderful. That sounds great. (laughs) All right. I'm going to bounce back to Melissa and Lydia to ask you one question. How does Catholic Charities support a pro-life vision? That's a great question. Um... So Catholic Charities promotes pro-life through our pregnancy support program. And so we work with women who have unexpected crisis in their life while they're pregnant. Um, and we offer those services for free just to help them make the decision that's best for them and their child at the time. Um, we only discuss pro-life um, options such as parenting, guardianship, adoption. Um, 
we're not here to promote adoption because sometimes adoption is not where they want to go. Um, but we do want them to have a clear understanding of what it is to be a parent um, and all the stresses that come with parenting. Um, most of the women that come to us are in very difficult situations, homeless, drugs, um, abusive situations where they just can't envision themselves being a parent at this time. So we really support them, um, try to get them as many community resources as we can, um, and also provide ongoing support, whether they make an adoption plan or they can, or they choose to parent. Right. really just providing a safe yeah. place for them to make decisions and bounce ideas off of somebody who has answers or can find those answers. Mm -hmm. um. Yeah, if you could elaborate a little more as your specific role, Lydia. Thanks so much, mm -hmm. Melissa. Mm -hmm. It really almost leaves me speechless, which isn't a good thing because, you know, we're on a podcast. <laughs> but it's really, you know, the, just your description. I can hear the warmth and passion in your voice. And it, you know, and even... Um, thinking about, you know, sure, we're caring, we're, you're caring for that unborn life mm -hmm. through what you're doing, but you're also caring for that mother mm -hmm. and no matter what kind of circumstances she finds herself in. Mm -hmm. So I just, that's super awesome. But yeah, I just wanted to give you a chance to yeah. highlight a little bit more where your role comes in, Lydia. Yeah, absolutely. I have a story too. So oh, you want to tell oh, a story? Yes. Stories. <laughs> okay. So we literally, there's been several occasions when we'll have a woman reach out to us as soon as she finds out she's pregnant. Um, and we've had a couple of instances where literally the woman was on her way to go get an abortion. And she's like, I just feel like I need to talk to somebody. I don't know if this is what I want to do, but this is my circumstances. And I don't, I do not want to have this child. Um, and immediately we drop everything. She becomes our priority. Um, she met with a um, pregnancy support social worker. Um, and both women that have reached out in those instances have chosen to carry the child to term and make an adoption plan. Um, so our priority is literally that unborn child. Or once the child is born, they become the center of who we serve because they don't have a voice. Whereas as adults, we can have control and we can make those decisions, whereas that child does not. Um, they don't have an option. So we really, really strongly advocate for that child. Mm -hmm. And we do that through empowering that mm -hmm. woman to make a decision, right? Mm -hmm. Unless, you know, if she wants to make the choice to parent, awesome. If she wants to make a different choice to, you know, pursue adoption or, or guardianship of some, some kind with a relative perhaps, you know, we want to be there to support them and to help them to make that decision and to realize that they don't have to make it alone. Because that can be a really tough spot for a woman to mm -hmm. be, for anyone to be, is to feel alone. But when you feel like you have no other option, that's where we, we want to be able to step in and say you do have options. And no matter which choice you make, mm -hmm. we're here to support you. Yeah. Um, and there are, you know, our region spreads uh, farther than just this Eau Claire area. But m when Melissa says we drop everything, she truly means everyone drops everything. Mm -hmm. Who's going? When are they going? Who do you need to go with you? Mm -hmm. How can we support this person? How can we help them to make a decision? How can we be there for them? 
Um, and we have some really phenomenal, de phenomenal, dedicated workers, not just <laughs> myself. I am definitely one of the less experienced <laughs> in the pregnancy support realm. Um, so we have some phenomenal people that, that truly care about the people that they're working with. And it is not just about, um, you know, it's not just about numbers, it's about people. Mm -hmm. and, and that's, uh, that it has to be the most important thing to us. And I guarantee baby's coming on a weekend or a holiday. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> <laughs> guarantee 4th of July, one of us is always going to be in the hospital somewhere with a baby. So, wow. And that's okay. I bet you have even more stories we could hear. I, I mean, what's, I get like all like 24 hours a day. I mean, how yes. does someone get in touch with you guys? Like, yeah, let's say a mother, a, a mother's in a crisis situation mm -hmm. and needs your support. How would they contact you? Well, we have a 24 hour hotline, um, that you can call or text. Um, because nowadays everybody texts. So we have a text line. Um, our number is, <laughs> go ahead, Lydia. We're laughing because we changed our number like two weeks um, ago for yeah. texting. Um, well, the number to call is 888-212-HELP. Um, our text line, I'm not really sure, but you can go on our website, which is www.cclse.org. Um, and it's all over the website. You can go to the adoption page, pregnancy support page. It's on the front page of um, Catholic Charities as well. And if you're not somebody who likes to look up websites, you can always find us on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on yep. Instagram. All of our contact information is there, too. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right. Thank you, ladies. Um, why don't I give Paige uh, the floor for a minute then? And um, Paige, I don't know about you. I, I found all of that very inspiring. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's absolutely incredible to hear the stories of um, the things that organizations and groups do um, and that abortion isn't always the answer. Um, and... Yeah, I think that's yeah. great. So I, I wanted to tie that in. I mean, I know um, that pro-life is something that you feel strongly about based on your faith. Um, and I just wanted to give you a chance to talk about how your work with student ambassadors has allowed you to kind of express your pro-life views and, and the student ambassadors work for pro-life. Yeah, I have um, helped lead the diaper drive for the past two years. We're getting ready for the annual um, drive coming up here in October. Um, and we collect diaper donations in throughout the school. And um, I think the plan is to get the parishes involved as well. Um, and then we send diapers, wipes, um, baby supplies to different um, resource centers and places where um, mothers can pick up things for their babies. Um, it's in insane to think about how many diapers a baby goes through um, in a year. And it's pretty expensive. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and it, the cost adds up. And so even just a little bit of help from everybody in the school and the community makes a difference. That's awesome. I'm wondering, a um, couple of questions people might have are if they want to contribute 
um, diapers to the drive what are the specific dates do you have those i think yes um so the drive starts on friday october 22nd and goes through thursday october 28th um and then we're accepting diapers of any size but specifically size three four and five are the most needed um wipes Yes, pull-ups and monetary donations are accepted as well. Uh, We will go out and buy um, supplies that we need with the donations. So when you're going to pick up a bag of candy for Halloween, you should also pick up a pack of diapers is what I'm hearing. There you go. (laughs) Trick or treat. There you go. (laughs) That's great. So just to reiterate, February, I'm sorry, my goodness, February. Where's my mind? October 22nd through the 28th, People can drop off bags of diapers. It sounded like size three, four, five, and pull-ups are the most needed. Yes. And that's at any MACS school, so that'd be at St. Charles, Holy Ghost, or here at McDonald, right? Yes. Okay, wonderful. Um, or if, if somebody forgets to pick up the diapers when they're getting their Halloween candy, they can they can make <laughs> a financial donation. Is of that course. right? Of course, yes. We will accept whatever you are willing to give. Wonderful. Um, Thanks so much, Paige. And are there any other ways that as a student here at Max or through Student Ambassadors, um, you've been able to partake in pro-life activities? Um, Yeah, last year I helped put the flags and the banner out in the front lawn, um, which was a great visual for people driving by just to see the impact of abortion in this country um, and how many children are aborted each day. Um, It's heartbreaking. but that was a really cool project to be a part of. Um, I have not gone on the pro-life march, but that is definitely something that I hope to do. Um, Having the past two years, it hasn't happened, but I'm hoping to go in in the future. Um, Yeah, that's the same for me. My son went um, and it was really life-changing for him. You know, not that he was some big abortion advocate Mm -hmm. as a freshman boy or whatever (laughs) it was. But I mean, it just really shifted his perspective that this is bigger than any of us. Um, And one of, you know, they, all the pictures of the kids in the March, um, well, my favorite, one of my favorite signs is love them both, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. the, the Mm -hmm. mother and the unborn child. And, you know, as I hear the passion coming through from you ladies uh, regarding pro-life issues, I, I hear that the love for the mother and the love for the unborn child. Um, but I can say, yes, we are going to be offering that again this year. The, I think the March will be going on in D.C., and I, I do believe there'll be uh, Diocese of La Crosse buses attending. Um, that's every year in January. It's around the same time that Roe v. Wade was mm-hmm. announced, although it sounds like the uh, that might be um, under review, I guess, here shortly. Yes, At the, yeah, yeah, which is exciting. Um so wonderful. And then I'll just draw attention. Uh, Max is also doing something at the elementary level. Nowadays, it's called spiritual adoption. I don't know if you guys have heard of this program. Mm-hmm. So um, aside from what you do and your superhero capes over at Catholic mm-hmm. Charities, uh, you do have some young McDonald students supporting you through the spiritual adoption. Um, it not only raises awareness among the littles of these issues in an age-appropriate way, but they also specifically pray for um, mothers and unborn babies, and it's kind of a nine-month program mm-hmm. where they 
they understand that um, they're truly praying for a mom and a baby somewhere, mm-hmm. could be in their town, could be across the world, that needs their prayers to get through you know, the pregnancy mm-hmm. and come to a, a healthy, happy conclusion. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah. That is, yeah. yeah. That's really cool. That's something we've started and the principal, uh, Eric Wiedemeyer is very excited to be able yeah. to do that with the kids. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's kind of how we do support pro-life here at Max outside of just religion class. Um, Paige's favorite subject. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Biomechanics and physical therapy. Maybe she might have some other ideas. I don't know. Um, okay. So I guess that's wonderful. And then I, I promised you, I promised I was going to ask you, uh, each of you, A, what podcasts or books would you recommend? Of course, Mac Chat. I mean, of course. obviously. And of anything course. that Eau Claire Hometown Media produces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to let Lydia answer you that for Catholic. Them your favorite, your favorite podcast. Well, is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't really listen to I podcasts know, that know. much. Um, oh, that's a hard a, question. It is. We have a ton of books that we are adoption related. Absolutely. Um, and focuses a lot on birth parents who talk about their story. Um, but off the top of my head. Um, I'm trying to think of a couple. Well, Connect a Child. Mm-hmm, absolutely. That's probably one of the top books I recommend to everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, regardless. It's, yeah. It's, regardless. If you're a parent, Connect a Child by Karen Purvis is yep. a phenomenal. And the new, the new Connected Parent came out last year. So Connect a Child, The Connected Parent. Uh, and that really looks at, I mean, a lot of people assume that it's looking at parenting children that come from hard places, but the truth is, it's talking about parenting children in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're a parent <laughs> mm-hmm. or hoping to be one, um, or just someone that really likes to learn a little bit more about what that experience might be like, that's a great opportunity to start with. Uh, when it comes to podcasts, there are, I like to, to kind of push people back to, um, there are several different podcasts out there, tons of them, right? about birth parents and their stories. Uh, and, and the truth is that every birth parent is going to tell you their story, mm-hmm. right? And every one of them is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's not a very specific podcast that I would recommend out there. I know that there's a couple, um, there's, there's a specific duo that are both birth parents. Um, but I, what I would say is um, Brave Love has a list of different podcasts and books that have yes. come from birth parents yes. that are a really great idea. So and I would take a look at them. Yeah. And that's a website that's very focused on birth yep. parents and their experiences. Um, I want to do a shout out this weekend. Actually, we're having a statewide birth mom retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's for any woman who has um, made an adoption plan, whether it was three months ago or 30 years um, and they can go to the retreat and support one another Um, and we have ongoing support groups for birth parents um, because it's a lifelong decision and after the decision is made we've we've come to learn that um, after the initial grieving of making that adoption plan it could be five years, 10 years, and something will trigger that emotional upheaval again. Um, and so we have ongoing support groups um, where they can reach out um, and be connected with another birth parent to kind of help them through that emotional 
ongoing situation. And those support groups you can access by, um, those are through the Wisconsin Adoption and Permanency Support Program side of our, of mm -hmm. our job. Um, and so you can access those by going to WISAPSP.org, and you can kind of see a, a little outline of different things that we do along with that. Um, but it, what Melissa said is absolutely true. You know, you experience that initial loss, but in all reality, it's, it's what's called an ambiguous loss. Uh, meaning that you're continuing to experience that and there aren't really words for it. You know, no. you don't, you mm -hmm. don't, I think what a lot of people don't realize is that you're living and breathing and working among individuals who are birth parents. Mm -hmm. um, and the words that you say and the attitude that you have really matters um, when it comes to this because you, you don't know somebody's story. You, right. you don't know that if the, the individual you've been working with for 20 years perhaps um, placed their child for adoption way before you met them and you, and you know them. Um, and I always like to remind people of that because it, it matters. Um, people don't walk up to you and introduce themselves as, oh, hi, I'm so-and-so, and I placed my child for adoption right. 20 years ago. Right. Um, so it's just kind of something to, to put into perspective for people. Um, but, I, you know, I would recommend really doing some research as mm -hmm. well. Uh, we have, on the WISAP side of things, we have a ton of different podcast recommendations, book recommendations, um, couple of different therapists that are awesome for the adoptee side. Mm -hmm. We have a therapist directory on the WISAPS side of things, um, and that applies to families, birth parents, adoptees, all of the above. So I would check out our website, start there. We're on Facebook too. Mm -hmm. so. And one other thing with birth parents too is every birth mom I've ever worked with, and I've worked with a lot of women who have placed their children for adoption, um, they will tell you they think of their child every day and they ultimately love their child more than they can describe. Um, they don't make the decision to place their child because they don't love them. Right. They're making the ultimate sacrifice, knowing that they're looking out for the best interest of their child. Um, and to be honest with you, to me, they are some of the most impressive people I've ever met in my life. Um, and they hate being described like that so I much. Know, but I know are. they do, but, it, but they are because, um, I mean, I'm a parent. And the idea of, you know, going, carrying that child for t nine, ten months and giving birth and then saying, I'm going to have somebody else raise this child is, to me, the ultimate sacrifice. Um, and they truly... They love their kiddos. And, and it's nice because a lot of our families, um, we require our adoptive families to have open adoptions. Um, so the ongoing relationship between that birth parent and the adoptive family and that child is hopefully everlasting. So that child, as he or she grows, knows that, that they were placed for adoption because A, B, C, or D. And that birth parent can actually tell that child their story, um, which is very important for kids as they grow. Wow. Uh, can I ask you, Lydia, to give me the website again one more yeah. time for WISAPS? Yep. So it's W-I-S-A-P-S-P dot org. WISAPS with an extra P at the end for program. <laughs> okay. That's what I, there I you thought go. I heard you correctly. <laughs> so W-I-S-A-P-S-P dot org. That's correct. Okay, and then I heard Connected Child, Connected Parent, potential yep. book options. Yep. 
Brave Love is another website mm-hmm. you were yep. recommending. If you're looking for um, more birth birth parent directed mm-hmm. birth parent, yep. sure. And and I would assume that's also where potential adoptive parents can go to yes. to yep. find more information. Um, I guess one more question I would have is for those of us that maybe don't find ourselves in either of those shoes, what's it, some other ways that we can support your work? It's a great question. Yeah. Um, well, we, um, kind of along with the diaper drive, um, we have programs that we actually give bags to hospitals. Mm -hmm. So if a woman comes in and she finds herself in a difficult situation, um, the hospital can give them a bag and it has like onesies and diapers and diaper wipes and, um, some baby items like you know nooks and sometimes like a blanket or Mm -hmm. a towel or something that they might need um and then other programs that we have are well we're always accepting donations like this that's Mm -hmm. why it's like the Mm -hmm. diaper drive is incredibly important you know because even if we're not working with a birth parent who is going to place their child you know just recently i worked with a birth parent who's parenting their child that child needs diapers. <laughs> um, and like, like Paige was saying earlier, you know, some of those things on the, on the larger side of diapers, those are always necessary. So diaper drives are an awesome way to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise donations of like clothing for babies mm-hmm. and whatnot, and even clothing for women, I'm going to be honest, because sometimes they might come into the hospital and, mm-hmm. and, and maybe you can't donate clothing, but perhaps like a gift card that they could yes. use, something yeah. like that um, might be an option as well. Um, and I'm trying to think of other things. Perhaps the the majority of our birth moms already have children that they're parenting, right? So if again we're looking at both the unborn child and the mother, so if the mother is in a situation where she may have two, three other kids, we want to make sure that those kids are being taken care of too. So how can we support that whole system? The whole system. So again, like the larger diapers, mm-hmm. um, pull ups. Um, gift cards are great because a lot of times they may need just basic supplies. Um, and so we go shopping with them and help them get whatever they may need. Um, yeah. And you know, those are material items, Mm -hmm. obviously, you know, things that you guys are already doing, like praying for Mm -hmm. those birth parents and, and their unborn children or their all the children they already have you know those are that's really important too but along with that is just the education as well um and telling people hey i heard this podcast from you know (laughs) and like hey i was talking about adoption i was talking Mm -hmm. about birth parents you might find that interesting so like the education piece is just as equally as important Mm -hmm. or talking about hey catholic charities you know i've I've talked to or i've known about them or i heard about them Mm -hmm. um or you know educating people on the diaper drive that happens pretty consistently Mm -hmm. and being able to do that um so those are phenomenal phenomenal ways to get um support into the hands of any agency, mm-hmm. not just ours. Well, this is just wonderful. I know we're running out of time here. I am just so blessed to meet you and to hear about your work. And I can hear your faith and your passion for what you do shining through everything you've said mm-hmm. today. Um, again, it's folks, if you want more information, it's WISAPSP.org for information about Melissa and Lydia's work. And you can also visit McDonaldAreaCatholicSchools.org for more information about our pro-life work and the diaper drive coming up. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Melissa, Lydia, and Paige for being here. Thank, Thank you for you. having Thank us. Thank you.